Uh, let's get a couple more. I think we got. This is awesome. Oh, look, Antonio Carlos Jobim's on the. Oh no, that's Molly Evans saying. Antonio's college Jobim. Oh, Amy's I got thought... a great question, actually. All right. Can you guys do a podcast giving a few case studies, specific playing levels, along with how that person would best plan a week's practice? Say, using the Open Studio Practice Journal, the Pujo, as we like to call it. Pujo. <laughs> like beginner. Pujo. Intermediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, if you want specific examples of what you should practice, you know, it's kind of the same across all levels, I would say, right? You want to yeah. hit... You want to hit some technique practice of your instrument, whatever that instrument is. You want to hit um, some some kind of theory practice, right? Scales. You want to hit some rhythm practice, yeah. right? Like, and when I say theory and scales, I mean like, like fig- in the strict classical sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you want to be able to like, you know, we talk about this all the time in the daily guided practice session, Amy. Like, you're mapping out your regions, like what notes sound good over what chords. And that could mean, that could, whatever that means to you, you know, but, and then doing that in all keys, like that is a lifetime worth of work for beginner intermediate and advanced. And it takes, it takes maintenance. And then you want to work on some performance. Yeah. Playing a tune, arranging the tune, putting everything together, you know, ending your practice session with that. If you structure your practice in that sort of three zone way, I think that's a great way, no matter what skill level you are, right? So th- to think of technique, theory, or or what notes sound good, improvisation, whatever you want to say, rhythm, and then performance. So I guess that's four. Um, that that could go a long way. Yeah, and I think anytime we're looking at um, having a structure, uh, it's as much about keeping us focused. You know, be it three things, four things, taking them from areas, but like keeping us focused and keeping us from getting overwhelmed. So one thing that I've I've been starting to learn, it's interesting when you start to get questions like this and some similar ones, we've been getting so many, how do I keep from being overwhelmed? There's so much to practice. And I was thinking back to different times when I felt like I'm the most productive in my practice routine for extended periods of times. I mean like weeks on an end and things like that. And, you know, I think really getting in touch with, your personal flow for how you can best practice is important, but but you have to put yourself into a position where you can possibly have a good flow state in order to do that. And that means really, I, I it comes back to two things that I never thought I was that great at, but at times I have been, and, and when I was good at them, I made a lot of progress. Mm. And that is, the first is single tasking as opposed to multitasking look at you now we're so and you know i i i i'm i'm adept at multitasking but that's not this whole podcast is an example i got got this you're reading questions you're trying to make eye contact with me it's great you're doing a great job by the way look at this i'm switching cameras um so yeah well this is a good example i can i can get through it and it's interesting but if I had somebody else switching the cameras here, I think what I'd be saying would, would probably be, well, it's also like, it depends on what you're doing. Like when we talk about practicing um, on your own, there are times when we are multitasking and that's, that's, the, that's the thing. And that might be the thing of like where I was saying you're practicing, you know, that even that is a little bit of multitasking, but you're doing less than we normally would melodies and roots, getting into the, like the groove and things. It's not truly practicing multitasking because you're trying to automate some things you're trying to get some things built in so you can really concentrate say on your improvisation or your touch or your rhythm or whatever and and hope that the other things 
and be able to rely on the other things just happening because that's part of the flow state of improvising mm. is not having to think about what chord you're on, not having to think about where you are mm. in the tune. Mm. So, but I think in terms of practicing, like you've got to, like I've always progressed the most when I've concentrated on one thing. And that even goes into like, I mean, think about some of the times, Adam, we've been forced separately and occasionally even together to like due to a deadline to get an arrangement or a composition or a project done. Like there's nothing to make you focus than this is due at this time. It's the only way it gets done. Yeah. Exactly. I'm still working on your dad's uh, choral, choral piece. Because <laughs> he didn't give you a deadline. I kept saying, Bill, give me a deadline. I know. Yeah. I know. So it's like, um, th- so a lot of times we say, oh, I had a deadline so I can work really well under pressure. What that really means for me and for a lot of people I observe is actually I work really well when I'm not multitasking yeah. is what it really is. Totally. Because it's very easy to push everything aside. You Our families focus. and everything. The you kids are like, focus. Daddy, I'm hungry. Yeah. Shut up. I'm trying to get this arrangement Well, this is done. where when practicing comes in, goals are huge. So Amy follows up when... Goals. Exactly. When would you actually commit to writing in the journal? Before the week begins, after each session, to say what you did? How about a little bit of everything? You want to write... Yeah. How about you? you... The first day of every month, Right. You write down what do I want to have accomplished by the end of the month? What do I, and that, and that doesn't mean like there's there's results. That means like what do I want to have had practice? Yeah. Right. What do I want to have touched on? Yep. What are my goals for this month? Write those down at the beginning of the month. Then yep. write down in the beginning of the week what do I want to have done this week for the to reach my monthly goals. And in the beginning of the day, what can I do today to help me reach my goals at the end of the week? This is something I learned from Sean Jones. Yeah. And. Uh, he he did it for he five. He did it for his life. He did he it for fifteen five years, old. years in a five year chunk. When <laughs> I know he was, when he's like cr- seventeen. I know he's like, and the goal was become the trumpet player in the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra. Yeah, and, and become best friends with Wynton Marsalis. Yeah, he and he had a five year plan, Amy, <laughs> yeah. and he followed that structure. And then and, it was like his next five years was like quit the quit Jazz at Lincoln Center. Yeah, <laughs> no, but <laughs> start he, my own band. He got there in two years. <laughs> I know by following this this sort of structure of yearly, monthly, weekly, daily goals. I yeah. don't know if he did hourly, but I wouldn't put me <laughs> put it past him because he's so motivated. But if you do that, and then Amy, after each session, a crucial part of us locking things in is is tying the things that we learn to to things we already know. So if you have a reflection after each session, just write down, and we talk about this again, and not to beat a dead horse, but in the kind of practice session, you know, one well, this is Missouri, so we can legally. legally. <laughs> Once you get out of St. Louis County, you're, 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 you're fine to beat a dead horse. I believe there is a, a right-wing political party <laughs> called the Dead Horse Party. Uh, anyway, and, yeah. And uh, anyway, so you could uh, and you should reflect on what you practiced and what was what was like an aha moment, a light bulb moment. What what was easy? What was hard for you? Yes. What do you want to do differently tomorrow? Yeah. Those reflections, tying it into things you already know. Oh, uh, this voicing. Actually, I just realized that the uh, the G here is is really the eleventh of that D minor seven, and I have built in fourths up until a point, and then I have the nine on top. Okay, I didn't realize that the nine was on top. That's really really cool. Nerd, nerd. Exactly, <laughs> but that's how you got to nerd out sometimes. Yeah. So I would say it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. And then I was just thinking, I did say two things, and I forgot the second. The first was not uh, I totally multi No, no, no. I'm trying to remember what was the second. Oh, yeah. So this was this is kind of things that I've picked up from when I would look back at very productive practice periods that I had. Um, the other one was was really cluing into the things that were kind of stressors that that stretched me in my playing be that technical or kind of ear based you know ear training or whatever 
um, you know, we have to stretch ourselves. We can't, if we only practice stuff that we, you know, we should do one of those YouTube videos where it's like the 10 kinds of people that practice. And there's the one that only will practice stuff that they sound great on. It's like the most conservative, careful practicer where it's like, they don't want to ever sound bad. They don't want to ever push themselves. They don't want to ever. So you're not going to develop. I mean, you kind of will, you'll do mostly sort of maintenance, but there are those things and we all know them. It might be trying to learn 32 bars of a tough solo. It might be, um, you know a technical exercise that's just a lot of hand independence it might be if you're a trumpet player some kind of you know embouchure thing but we have to stress ourselves we have to test ourselves we have to stretch ourselves musically and otherwise intellectually all these different things and so but you have to recognize when you do that like you can never practice like like say your four areas all four of those areas cannot be like the ultimate stretches because you will burn out yep. you will burn out yep. and you know I, I had some bad examples in a way a lot of the pianists and when I was at Juilliard they, we all had the floor with the good pianos that you go in the practice rooms and you could hear everybody because there was these big grand pianos within teeny rooms and there was so much like everybody was going to 11 it was all super overachievers and stuff in every area so it took a lot of presence of mind to be like you know what I'm going to stretch myself in this area but there's another area I'm going to be like I mean, it's just like going for a run or going to play hockey or something. Like, you can't be at 11 all the time. You're really? You're in the hockey, hockey right now. Hockey's woke, man. I'm, I'm all about the hockey, man. Have you ever They're been? in a bubble? Man, you got to come to a live blues game whenever they have live blues games. Last blues game I was at was at the Checker Dome, so it's been a few years. <laughs> I got I, I to hook up. We'll make you you got to get into Canada first at this point to That's go to a true. blues game. But. That's true. Uh, so, okay, this is cool. This is some good... We have some good... Um, conversations going here I'm, I, and, I, it's funny when you don't see something it's Oscar Peterson versus Joe Beam how did that <laughs> you know, let's, not, let's not even get in there Tortog and, and Piano Man reiterates him here my problem with practice journaling is I can do it for a few days and it goes away and that is gonna happen no, it does not have to happen. That's called discipline, my friend. Well, it's but, tour talk. Come on, let's step it up. But the real discipline is <laughs> is starting over, being yes. able to start from the beginning again, and not missing. Yeah, starting over. But don't you think too? If you miss a day, it happens. Don't miss another day. That's right. Don't miss two days in a row. That's right. And if you hey, if you miss two days, don't miss three days. That's right. No, if you miss forty days, give up. But listen, no. with with everything that we commit to, we're gonna miss and we're gonna let it go. It's gonna right. fall off. Start again. Just start anew. And don't be afraid. Don't like realize that again, there's no finish line, that you're in it for the long term. If you if you have if you think that journaling is valuable, then it's valuable to start again. Just start again. Don't worry like you've lost progress or you're not whatever. Right. Just always looking forward. Just beginner's mind. Here we go, starting again. That's yeah, all. Yeah, and is. I think practice in general like is very much like you've got to uh at all levels you have to perfect the art of the quick look back and the long look forward so what does that mean that means that like we have to um reflect on today's practice at the end a little bit mm. and this week's for sure mm -hmm. and even more importantly probably this quarter and this year like where you can really get some perspective totally but that cannot be a big part of what like you only are reflecting enough to learn how to better optimize your practice going forward. And that's really more about the things that worked well. Oh, yeah. If you spend any more than 30 seconds, that's too long. Oh, I wasn't going to be that dogmatic, but I hear you. I no, like you that, just, 30 you, seconds. Because then, then, you're, then if everything is special, then nothing is special, right? Yeah. Highlight the one thing that, that you couldn't get and the one thing that you really could get. Yeah. Colleen has a great 
uh, tip here of someone saying like, oh, I'm expired. I'm going to start a practice journal tomorrow, which is awesome, Lucas. That's so cool. Colleen says, Lucas, keep it very handy, like right there in front of you on the piano, right? What is, uh, what's my man say? Make it easy and make it obvious. Yeah. Right. So keep it, <laughs> Sorry. keep it. Uh, allergies allergies not covid <laughs> allergies not covid sorry <laughs> keep it keep it obvious keep it right there in front of you yeah. and then you know make it easy keep your pen there make sure that you don't have to go oh boy sorry we're, we're hey this is this is a this is we got the plexiglass this is secondary yeah. you know yeah, yeah we're modeling we're modeling good behavior oh and and uh okay we so it's two after what do you want to do maybe one or two more yeah let's Peter? do one or two more because we're, we're keeping this tight to an hour because we're doing the audio package i do hope those of you that haven't had a chance to catch us on the um podcast we we never really know because we don't get as much i mean i guess we do we just don't we don't look at the numbers as much over there do we we don't really but we got a lot of people there and and the podcast is fun i love podcasts do you love podcasts i love podcasts nice. yeah how does this mic sound with this mask? Is this we have to start? You know, people get special masks for running, for cold, for warm. It looks great. It looks. <laughs> man, I was made for masks. Man, everyone's been like, "You look wonderful in a mask." I'm like, if most of my face is covered, I'm an attractive guy, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Raphael asks one last question: How do you tackle non-functional harmony, non-traditional harmony? So we we talked about that last week, actually, Raphael. Yeah. Like. Um. Yeah, I encourage you to check out the podcast all last week. We I think we did it actually a couple times in last week's podcast, the non-functional harmony. So we, we'll we'll give it another week or so before we readdress it. But yep. there is there are specific things you could actually practice for that. All right, can I grab the last one here? Unless you see, or you can do another one after this if you want. But I see, I like this. Have you ever lost interest? This is from A Practice. Have you ever lost interest in a solo? I mean, yeah. I feel like I should go. I'm oh, gonna be yeah. that that doesn't have a mask on <laughs> there you go um have you ever lost interest in a solo once you transcribed it i feel like sometimes you lose something magical about it yeah i think f for me what i've seen is I, I know exactly what you're talking about in terms of you just get a little bit sick of it and frustrated sometimes because you don't feel like you ever get to that point where you ha know it completely but i think that um give it a little bit of time like once you learn it play it give it a few days where you really immerse yourself in it but then come back to it and usually for me the magic kind of comes back too you just get you get sick of something even if it's good i mean it's like a great food, you know dish if you eat it every day it's a it's a little bit so just i mean you're going to experience a solo more than ever while you're learning it in an almost an unhealthy amount healthy for your playing but not for your listening man you know what i'm trying to think of the only time that's really ever happened was you ever try to cheat and you just like find the sheet music of the solo, right? You find someone else's transcription or the Omni book or something. Never done that. Never done it. No. <laughs> that's the only time it could lose a little magic for me. Ah, that's you interesting. You know, when I'm just like, oh, that's how it's done? Okay. And I didn't earn it. You know, right. you just read it like a jerk. But you're not necessarily sick of it then or, or are you kind of nah. disillusioned by it? Yeah. So I guess to that point of the question of just like spending so much time. Yeah, you, you're going to get sick of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. But cool. yeah, take some time away. Okay. Yeah. I can't. Really? Oh, I'm all good. Um, well, we got this big plexiglass, man. We had I know. No, no, no. But now it's kind of, it's a little chilly out today. It's kind of feeling warm. So, uh, well, this was cool, man. Thank you guys, everybody, for being here. We uh, uh, appreciate you guys very much. Yeah, and sure. um, we are here every Monday at 4 o'clock Eastern. That's right. Is that correct? That's, That's right. New York City. That's yeah. Boston, Philly time, North Carolina, South Carolina, 
Georgia, Florida, Central Florida, where I was from. Um, and yeah, we're here just answering your questions. Thank you guys for all the thoughtful questions. That really means a lot to us because um, there's nothing like crappy questions, you know? Yeah, and these were nothing like crappy questions. Exactly. Yeah. So we're happy not to have those. So cool. We are sponsored by uh. Open Studio Jazz Lessons from Jazz Legends. Until tomorrow, you'll hear it. behind a logo again. Love lace.